So, mashallah, this is a very unique situation. That the audience also is on the stage. So, mashallah, you are all either engaging in the hymns of the Quran Sharif or you have already completed, some have completed, mashallah. What is the thing that we can discuss today is the same things that you have heard repeatedly. The Quran Sharif Allah says, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ ذِكْرَا تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Remind, verily a reminder is very beneficial for the believers. So a reminder is something that you have heard before, somebody, you knew something, they told you, I'll remind you later on. You knew you have to come to somebody's house certain times, I'll remind you. So a reminder is something that you already knew. The same thing is a reminder today, for me, for all of us. Quran Sharif Allah has given us as the greatest miracle of Rasulullah and the fact that just in this one little space that is here, how many hufas they are here, whole Quran Sharif such a big volume of ayat surahs, whole Quran Sharif is in so many people's hearts in just this one room this is itself the fulfillment of the promise of Allah Ta'ala inna nahnu nazzalna dhikr wa inna lahu lahafidun that we have revealed this Quran Sharif we will protect it how Allah Ta'ala will protect it by means of the Hufaz in India at one time when the English when the British were ruling India so they decided to try and destroy the Muslims how? by trying to destroy the Quran Sharif so in big numbers they began buying off all the Qur'an Sharifs. And they were taking it and destroying it, throwing it into the sea, Allah forbid. And in various other ways. And sometime later it became known that this was going on. That wherever they can lay their hands on some Qur'an Sharif somewhere, they're buying it off. And this is what they are doing. So when eventually this became known, that this is their plan, this is their scheme. So somebody called whoever was some high position in the government of the British government of India at that time. He called him and said, this is what has come to our attention. This is what your scheme is and plan is. Then he called a few young boys and he asked them to start reciting from various places. started testing them, so to say. And they carried on reciting. So he asked him, what are you doing? He said, I'm testing him from anywhere in the Quran Sharif. The whole Quran Sharif he knows by heart. He also knows it. He also knows it. And there are thousands like this. And you can carry on doing what you want to do, you'll never succeed because you cannot do anything to the Quran that is in the heart. This is that promise of Allah Ta'ala. That Allah Ta'ala has promised that He will protect the Quran Sharif. But what we need to now look at it from a different angle. See, one is that there is one God that is required for somebody one small house somewhere, somebody's got, got one guard there. So he'll be also a guard. And there's a royal palace or the parliament buildings. This is one guard also, and they'll have a guard for the royal palace also. They'll have a guard for the parliament buildings also. But would the position of both the guards be the same? 
a guard that is guarding somebody's house on two by two or something, and the person who is guarding the royal palace, they both can say, well, we are equal. This person who is guarding the small house, he might not even have any real experience or any qualifications or anything. Somebody who just put one uniform on, they'll put him on. But that person who is going to be guarding the royal palace, guarding the parliament buildings, then he would be somebody who has been selected specifically for that job. Not, as we say, you know, any Tom, Dick and Harry. Not any Tom, Dick and Harry they'll give that job to. So this is somebody who will be given the job who is specifically selected after a whole lot of various things. The Qur'an Sharif is the royal book, book from Allah Ta'ala. So those who are entrusted with this protection of the Qur'an Sharif, they would have been selected by Allah Ta'ala. Are you listening? So this Qur'an Sharif is this royal kitab beyond the royalty of all dunya. Allah Ta'ala is the king of all kings. But unfortunately what has happened to us is because it comes so easily, with so much ease, without making any great effort, we can learn the Qur'an Sharif. So therefore we don't take, give it that amount of regard. About 8-10 years ago, there was one Jamaat that had come from India and in this Jamaat was one person who had gone to one of the Russian states. One of the Russian states that had just become independent. So he had gone in Jamaat to that Russian state. It was Kazakhstan, one of these Russian states. So now it was just newly an independent state. Before that it was under communist rule. And under communist rule, to even perform Salah, if you got caught performing Salah, you'll get killed, beheaded. If a person was known that he is trying to propagate Islam in some way, that would be like a capital crime. He'll get executed for that. He couldn't take the name of Allah Dalla. Now, there were Muslims before that. All the great muhaddithin came from this wide area. Bukhara, Samarkand, all this is from this not exactly from here, but in the, among these Russian states, we have all these places, Imam Bukhari, Imam Tirmizi, all these great muhaddisin came from these areas. There were huge madrasas there, huge masjids. All these were turned completely into something else. And the Quran Sharif, you couldn't keep a Quran Sharif, you couldn't read the Quran Sharif. If you were caught with this, this would be a major crime. So for years, over 80 years, this carried on like this. And now this got recently, when this person went, just recently, before that, it had been, become independent. So now that it was independent, things were built. Now, easier. So in any case, these people that had now come from India and Jamaat, <coughs> a few of the local people now were telling them all these stories. So one day they took them to one tree. There was one tree in one place. This tree, extremely huge tree. In order to let them have it in their mind how huge the tree is, so about six, seven people, they stood around the tree with their hands, all holding one another spread out. It took about eight, seven, eight people to circle the tree. Now seven, eight people to circle the tree, you can imagine the size of the trunk of the tree. And then he brought him to one spot, 
for outlook it looked everything looked normal, nothing, no different to it. Just look like he says, look at this carefully here. So he looked at it carefully, he sees, okay, there's a very fine line running around. He pushed it hard, opened out. And it opened out into a very narrow staircase, going underground, and this tree trunk. It was in a yard, in somebody's yard. Now in this yard was this tree. Now this very, very secretly built door in there. Now when he pushed the door open, the staircase going down, very narrow staircase. So, he took them inside. And they came down this narrow staircase, and under that narrow staircase, when they came to the bottom, there's a very small room. Very low roof, obviously, underground now. A small room. So, he brought him down there in this room. This old Jamaat came down in that room. He says, do you know what's this all about? He says, what is this? He says, to learn Quran Sharif was a crime. But secretly, we would bring our children, few at a time, in this room here, so they're out of sight of everyone, and we should teach them Quran Sharif here. Can you imagine, they were playing with their lives, just to teach Quran Sharif. They were putting their lives at risk. Then, he brought him into the house, and then, like there's a carpet or something, so in the, what was the so-called dining room, so to say. So the dining room, Move the carpet out of the way. So there was a trap door. Again, very secretly. Can't just see it very easily. The trap door opened. The trap door also another room, like a small staircase. The room underneath. They asked him that, you know what this is all about? See, most, many homes, many homes had this. And this was, especially in the month of Ramadan, other times also it will be used, but in the month of Ramadan, People will be having like supper. What they're actually having is iftar. But they couldn't even tell anybody they're fasting. If somehow the news got out that this person is fasting, he's putting his life in danger. And after iftar, now supper, they'll have carry on supper late. People are sitting and like having a merry time, eating for one hour, one and a half hour, two hours. But meanwhile, while these people are eating, there are people under, in that basement, so to say, making taravih salah. Because if they were seen making tarawih somewhere, they'll be in danger. So now, some will carry on eating, some will go down, and they'll come up, another two, three, five will go quietly down. And that too, sometimes they have to hide from their own children. Because those children were going to school, the communist schools, they were being brainwashed. And in a subtle way, the teachers would ask them, what happens in your house, and what goes on. Some child who is now not yet understanding enough to know that what's what he's going to say, he might just put his own parents' life in danger, he might just blur something out. So they had to hide from even their own children sometimes and practice on their deen. Can you imagine to look after the Qur'an Sharif, to teach the Qur'an Sharif, to learn the Qur'an Sharif, they were playing with their lives, but they did it. They were playing with their lives, but they did it because the Qur'an Sharif deserves every effort. And when they continued doing this, after 80 years of communist rule, they to take the name of Allah Ta'ala, that too was a crime in that land. But after 80 years of this, how many generations go by in 80 years? Yet Alhamdulillah, when this, finally, this communist rule finished off, Islam was still alive. Many people, unfortunately, their minds were completely turned. Especially those who had grown up in that communist life. 
But overall, there wasn't that situation where there was no sign of deen. But how? With this kind of sacrifice, this kind of effort. Now let us compare that, compare our situation. Can we even say we're making any sacrifice? Alhamdulillah, whatever is done, this too is a sacrifice. But if we look back, this was a sacrifice that people made for deen. And Allah has made it so easy for us now. But when it becomes very easy, then we tend to take it for granted. See, one is somebody can open the tap, and he opens the tap and water is running. Any amount. So then, we use it without any care. person is making wuzu, so he uses so much water in the wuzu, that two people can take a bath in it. Why? Because it's coming at the turn of a tap. But then, if we go out a little bit, not, let alone very far away, sometimes in the townships or other rural areas around us, the people have to walk 200 meters, 300 meters, sometimes one kilometer away to go and fetch a bucket of water daily. This is not something that only because now there's no water, there's no water. The only place of water, there are various places in Natal where the maktabs are now being established. So wherever the maktab is being established, these little primary madrasas, rural areas, so now many places also some borehole has been dug. So when the borehole is dug, the day that borehole is now drilled and bored, and then that water rushes out, and they hit water finally, maybe somebody might have seen how that happens, and they strike water, that first gush of the water, it might go several stories high, because it comes out with the pressure, then after that it subsides. That initial gush of that water, it will go maybe 40-50 meters into the air for maybe 15-20 minutes, it will carry on like that. That whole community comes around, and that is like the biggest eat they ever had in their lives. They see water coming out, which is now going to be close to them. It is going to be easy for them to take. Otherwise, many, many places they have to walk down to one river, a few kilometers away, bring water from that river. Now, little children have to go and do this job. In the maktabs that are established in many places, so the children sometimes come late. Why you came late? You know, it's winter. I can't go home. I can't come from home to madrasa till I don't go and fetch water for the household. Now he's come from school, and that's his job. How old is he? Ten years old. Ten years old, he must take his bucket, whatever, he must go down to the river, fetch water and drink it and come. Now when that is the situation, can you imagine how they use that water? Every drop is going to be looked after. Every drop is going to be used correctly. Why? Because now this is not just open at the turn of a tap. But when it's at the turn of the tap, keeps running also, nobody worries. Unfortunately, that has become the situation with Deen, with the Quran Sharif, that because it is so easily available, acquirable, few person just decides how to become Hafiz tomorrow. The class is ready, the arrangements are there, there's everything, facilities are available, the Ustad is ready, everything is there, so the person is ready. Starts with his, whether now he does his his properly, how he does it, doesn't matter to him. Some will put their full heart and soul into it, some might not. Why? Because it is so easy to go about it. But that shouldn't be the case. The thing is, we should be appreciating that such a great na'mat Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with. Allah Ta'ala has made us part of the royal household. The Hadith Sharif, the Bismillah says, Inna lillahi ahlina minan nas. That Allah Ta'ala has 
family members. Allah Ta'ala is free from any partner. Allah Ta'ala has no son, no daughter, no partner. Allah Ta'ala is unique. But family members in the sense that those who are special people to Allah Ta'ala. So the Sahaba asked that, Man whom ya Rasulullah? ahlul Qur'an. They are the people of the Qur'an Sharif. Hum ahlullahi wa khassatuh. These are the family people of Allah Ta'ala and His special servants. They are the VIPs. But the VIP, when a person is a VIP, then together with the honor and position, he has a responsibility accordingly. See, one is sometimes late at night, you might maybe hear somebody making a commotion on the street. Who's there? Somebody is drunk, he's walking around. Who's this fellow? Somebody who stays down in the shack somewhere and he's walking around. So, when you hear about it, it sort of keeps irritating us. Close the window and carry on. Nobody bothers about it too. But suddenly one day you open the window and hear, hearing the commotion, ask who's making this commotion. Say, this minister of, you know, one of the government minister, he's walking down the road and he's making a big noise and shouting on top of his voice and making a commotion and he's drunk. What will happen? The next day he'll hit the headlines. And if it was the prime minister, he'll make international headlines. But the same thing that this person did, that person did. No difference. That fellow from the shack, he was doing the same thing. This person was doing the same thing. Both were making the noise. Maybe the fellow from the shack was shouting louder. But nobody even bothered about that and this made international headlines. What's the difference? According to this person's position, his honor that he has been given, he is expected to conduct himself accordingly. Allah Ta'ala also has blessed certain people with this extra gift. Allah Ta'ala has blessed them with this honor. That honor where the Hafiz on the day of Qiyamad, Man al-Qur'ana wa amila bimafi. Person who learned the Qur'an and practiced according to it. Wa amila bimafi. This is a very important clause in this, this qualification. Wa amila bimafi. Then his parents will get that crown, which will be brighter than the sun. Then he'll get that opportunity to take ten people to Jannat. Who were going to a Jahannam, he can take them to Jannat. When? When he practiced upon it. Now, such a great honor. Such a great honor brings responsibility also. But the Hafiz has to be the role model. Hafiz has to be the role model. If he's only going to be worrying about what model the sky is and what kind of, what revs the thing has got and whether this is, what speed it can go and that is the only thing. Then he's not a role model. Then he's an old model. Because the rest of the dunya are all in that. The role model is somebody who leads by example. So he would be leading by example to others in the school, others in the community. That it is Salah time, he's first in the masjid. If somebody is tempting him towards haram, he'll be the one to say that, no, I can never do this. And you two should not do it. Somebody is bringing out a phone and looking at all evil on it, he will be the one to stop it. That this is something totally, it is a dis- complete destruction will come from this. Destruction in dunya, destruction in akhirat also. I can't get involved in these kind of things. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with iman, blessed you with iman also. I have this Quran as well. <clears throat> in the Hadith Sharif it comes that a person who has a dog in his home, in the home, or in the guard dog outside or something, for the purpose of guarding, that's a different issue. As a pet, somebody has a dog inside his house. Or a person has pictures of animate objects. 
human beings, animals. Then the malaika, the angels, don't enter that house. So the person, that house is deprived of the barakat of the malaika of rahmat. The malaika and the angels of rahmat, of mercy. They don't come. One person had a you know, very modern mind. Everything now he must uh, also must question it. That what is the anything he has has some footnote on it. So one day he was travelling and he had one dog with him. So he saw opposite him, he was in a train, opposite him was one person looked like Alim. So he said, Mama Sah won't ask one question. He said, What's your question? He said, You people say that if there's a dog in a house, the angels won't come. She says, that's correct, that's in Hadith Sharif. She says, that is why I got this dog with me. So the angel won't come, angel of death also won't come to me. So now this is a very see, sharp person. Some people are very sharp now. So Mona asked him, does a dog die also? He says, the dog dies. He says, that the angel that takes the life of the dog will take your life also. You'll die a dog's death. Because the dog also, the angel will take its life. So since you got the dog, that angel will take your life too. So any case, that was, by the way, that was on the side. But this Hadith Sharif, that the person who keeps a dog or a picture of animate objects in his home, then the angels don't enter that home. Now, imagine house, that is something which is four walls, but if there's a picture there, then that angel, the angels don't enter. Imagine a heart. Which has not one sometimes, not two, not ten, don't know how many pictures, all haram pictures. Now, what kind of nur will come in that heart? And what barakat and what rahmat of Allah Ta'ala can will enter that heart? That will become a barrier to everything. Imam Shafi Rahmatullah the very famous poem of his, he once complained to his ustad. Now, when we talk about these people, we shouldn't think about them on our level. They are on a very high level. They are talking from their level. So he complained to his ustad, Shakrautu ila waki'i su'a hivli. He said, I once said to my ustad, my memory has become a little defective. Now he might have forgotten one small thing somewhere out of the thousands of things that he... <coughs> he was a very great scholar of deen, an imam of his time. So one thing might have just slipped his mind and he felt, how, this, how did this happen? So he came to his Ustad and he put forward this situation. The Ustad gave him advice and he himself is now narrating this advice. He says, He says, when I gave this difficulty by problem to my Ustad, what advice he gave me? The advice he gave me is, don't commit sin. You want a good memory, you want to be able to retain everything, you won't be able to be absorbed everything easily. Stay away from sin. فَإِنَّ الْعِلْمَ نُورٌ مِّنْ إِلَٰهِ وَنُورُ اللَّهِ لَا يُعْطَى لِعَاسِ Because this ilm, this knowledge of deen, this is a nur from Allah Ta'ala's side. And this nur doesn't come to a person who is engrossed in sin. So therefore, this is very, very important that we keep ourselves far away from things that become, that, that taint our hearts, that fill our hearts with any kind of evil, fill... And especially a person who looks after his eyes from looking at haram, casting lustful glances, etc., then Allah Ta'ala fills his heart with a special nur. And that nur will become the guiding light for him his whole life. It will be a 
sometimes a struggle, but when he will break his heart for Allah Ta'ala, because now it seems like if he doesn't cast that haram glance, maybe his heart will break. But he accepts to break his heart for Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will mend that broken heart with his love. See, everything has got something to join it. Material, you join it with cotton, with thread. This board, wooden, something wooden, and it's got the only things to join it. Some kind of glue, whatever it is. Bricks, there'll be cement to join it. When the heart breaks, only if it breaks for dunya, it breaks for futile things. Maybe somebody now, he wanted a GTI, his father gave him an I-10. So now his heart broke now. That's a silly thing now. But his heart broke for Allah Ta'ala's sake. He didn't want to displease Allah Ta'ala. So when his heart broke for Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala mends that heart with his love. What becomes the condition of that heart? That heart becomes like a fish in water. The fish in water. The fish in water is totally at home. It is completely comfortable. And it is in a most happy condition because it's a fish in water. And otherwise, it might be the most beautiful fish in the most beautiful surrounding. It might be in a seven-star hotel, but it is not in water. Now, a fish that is in a seven-star hotel but not in water, can it enjoy anything? So that will be still in a state of total anxiety, no life, person just going from one thing to another and just tumbling from here to there. So the way forward is that we need to turn to Allah Ta'ala. And especially that this gift Allah Ta'ala has given us of the Quran Sharif, we totally dedicate ourselves to this in a way that we earn this nur of the Quran Sharif. Inshallah we'll find this blessing will stay with us in dunya, will become a means of great protection for us in dunya also, and will take us to the high stages of akhirat as well. Allah Ta'ala give me and all of us the coffee. Subhanallah.